This is Horsepower Happenings. Every once in a while, you get to the racetrack, and that pesky little bug crawls up and bites you, and you go, man, I ought to dust off my driver's seat. No, I'll I'll never go back. uh, I'll never go back to full-time racing. I'm too old. I mean, there's there's some guys older than me still doing it. God bless them. Distinguished news, industry insight, and exclusive interviews. We wrapped it up at the end of last year. I will tell you this. We are going to run. You're the first person that's actually been told this officially. With Zach Heiser. Here comes Jared Horstman to the inside. He's got Max Stambaugh picked off. He's around Chase Ryan now. Jared Horstman up to third down the back straightaway. And Rich France. The number 11 Hilliker machine does have a flat right front tire, uh, some body damage. He may be able to come down into the hot pit and uh, replace his tire and get back out. Michigan Short Track Racing Authority. This is Travis Stemler. Joe Westbrook, driver of the Hills Racing 47 This is Barry Marlowe. This is 14-time ARCA champion Ron Allen. This is three-time dirt car UMP national champion Rusty Schlink. And this is Horsepower Happenings. Good evening, race fans. Welcome into Horsepower Happenings on a nice uh, fall day, really a nice day around Michigan for November 8th. Glad to be with you. Uh, we got a lot to talk about, a really big guest lined up, a recap of what happened over the weekend. Yes, there were some things to talk about from over the weekend and so much more coming up. But first, let's get into what's happening in a Motor City Minute. Breaking news to start off the evening, Speedway Motorsports has announced a deal between them and Dover Motorsports. Companies have entered into a definitive agreement under which Speedway Motorsports has agreed to acquire Dover Motorsports, which includes not only Dover International uh, Raceway, but also Nashville Super Speedway. More details are expected to come out in the coming weeks. We've said his name nine other times this season, so it's only fitting that we say it a tenth. Kyle Larson won Sunday's race at Phoenix Raceway, therefore taking home the 2021 Bill France Cup trophy with the NASCAR Cup Series Championship. Elsewhere in NASCAR, Daniel Hemrick, a former JEG CRA All-Stars Tour champion, grabbed the NASCAR Xfinity Series title with a last corner move to edge by Austin Sindrick at the line. In the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, Ben Rhodes nabbed the big trophy for his championship efforts. And finally, the big cat, Brad Sweet, was officially crowned champion of the NOS Energy Drink World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series Sunday following the World of Outlaws World Finals at the dirt track at Charlotte. Those things and so much more happening tonight. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from across the way. Good evening, sir. How you doing, my friend? I enjoyed the last day of summer yesterday yeah. out on the golf course. <laughs> did you get some I, golf in? I did. It, I, in shorts and a golf shirt. It was a beautiful summer at cool afternoon. And um, from what I understand, that was about it. Yeah, we had a really nice day today. We could have raced today, I'm telling you. It was a nice sunny Monday, 64 degrees here in the greater uh, area that I live in, the greater, we'll call it Butler Motor Speedway area, to give you a little hint as to where I reside. Uh, but ri- today would have been a great day to fire up the race cars, but Rich, I don't think that's going to happen for a while. No, not for a while. But I-, I have a question to ask you, Zach. You know, let's go back to this Kyle Larson thing. Our is this a generational thing? Are, are we going to be able to tell our grandkids about you would not believe who I actually got to watch race uh, when, when we were younger and, and throughout his career? Are we seeing that now? Is that really what we're seeing out of him? I think I was thinking about this earlier today. The term greatest of all time, GOAT, gets thrown around a lot in the sports world. And I think that Kyle, I think a couple more championships would solidify it. But in my book... Kyle Larson is the greatest racer of all time. We're talking about this season alone, Rich France, Chili Bowl Nationals, Kings Royal, Prairie Dirt Classic, 
the, uh, of course, the Coca-Cola 600, the NASCAR All-Star Race, the championship, of course, among other things that he did this year that I'm forgetting off the top of my head, the only thing he could have done was won the Brickyard and the Daytona 500, and then you have a perfect season. Yeah, and, and I guess what we want to clarify is not the best NASCAR driver because when right. Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson were winning championships, they weren't racing dirt every week. They weren't racing four days a week. Yeah, exactly. Or five days a week like the like Kyle Larson is. So I, I'm thinking the versatility, yeah, I, I what we see on dirt tracks, uh, the, the prowess he has there, and then can still maintain what he's doing in a dominant fashion in the Cup Series. I I, th- I don't think we see this very often. I if he does all this again next year, wow, Zach. I mean, we're, let me where's the where is the end? Let me put this into perspective too. Even on the NASCAR side, he now holds the record uh, according to NASCAR President Steve Phelps yesterday. He holds the record for most laps led in NASCAR Cup Series competition uh, in a in a season. Now, put this into perspective as well. In two hundred and thirty some odd starts with Chip Ganassi Racing, Kyle Larson had won six. NASCAR Cup Series races. In 36 starts in 2021, he won 10. Um, so, I mean, now that this guy is in some good equipment, he's got his life right. He, you know, Rick Hendrick is allowing him to race outside of NASCAR, which is big. Rick Hendrick doesn't do that, uh, and he's letting Kyle do that. Uh, this is, I really do think, Rich, to your point, we are witnessing the greatest of all time in action right now. He's just 29 years old, he's got a lot of life left in him, too. Yep, and I, I'm I'm thinking next year or in the next couple, I I'm going to have to make a concentrated effort to to file, follow Kyle Larson to some dirt tracks. Uh, I'm not going to chase him around the Cup Series schedule, but uh, I would love to see him in action on a dirt track. I've yet to see that yet. Uh, it'll be real cool. Well, let's get into the first story of the night. Berlin Raceway has announced that the Midwest Modifieds Tour will return for the first time in six years. That'll be on May 14th of next year. It'll be the Tour's 20th all-time appearance at the Marne Michigan Bullring. That is on top of a lot of other announcements they've made. They also announced the return of the must-see racing sprint cars on July 30th, the new 500 sprint car tour, the non-wing tour, on June 11th and August 13th, the return of Reveal the Hammer Outlaw Super Late Models May 14th and August 27th. The Arkham Menard Series on June 18th. And, of course, the previously announced $30,000 to win Battle at Berlin 150 coming up on August 10th. Well, Zach, the Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame held their 37th annual banquet and induction ceremony yesterday. It was a welcome return after, 20, after the 2020 ceremony was not held due to the pandemic. So yesterday, the 2020 and 2021 inductees were honored at the Comfort Inn and Suites Conference Center in Mount Pleasant. The 2020 Hall of Fame induction class included Ron Allen, Joe Baginski, uh, Richard Krupp, Dusty, Rusty Daggett, uh, Scott Deal, Aaron Fadley, Danny Kellermeyer, Brett Mann, Chet Miller, Eldon Schrader, and Dana Wiltsey. Miller's induction, Zach, was posthumously. And the class of 21 inductees included Joe Boyer Jr., Angelo GM Petroni. Uh, I think I messed that one up. I, I think I got close. <laughs> Gorilla Racing, uh, Chuck and Chris Silva, Scott Harvey Sr., Gary Howe, our buddy Big Ed Inlos, Roberto Pancho Rendon, uh, Doug Shepard, Billy Simmons, and Ben Snyder, Boyer Jr., and Rendon's induction were posthumously as well. And from what I hear, a great time was had by all. So a huge congratulations goes out, Zach, to all the inductees. And you look through these names. And there's a lot of talent, 
and some of the most respected names in Michigan motorsports are on this on this list. Yeah, and some of these names too are still very active in Michigan motorsports, which I think is great. We get a chance to work alongside of them. And uh, Chuck Darling joins us now. He's one of the Horsepower Happenings correspondents. And Chuck, you got a chance to go to this uh, banquet on Sunday, which I wish I could have gone. Um, talk about what you experienced and, and kind of how that ceremony went. I know that they were really looking forward to getting back and getting those 2020 inductees put in and the new class as well. It was definitely a great time. Uh, I'm very honored that our buddy Big Ed Inlows asked myself and my wife Brenda to join in the uh, ceremony. Um, to be there in the presence of all them Hall of Famers, our buddy Gary Lindahl, Gary, did you know, it was MC Chief Leo Pago as co-MC. Um, Dave DeHam does a wonderful job as the president of the Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame. And to coordinate an event coming back after not being able to hold it, it was a great time. Well, let me. I, I got to hear how did uh, how did our buddy Big Ed do? I know that he was very excited to be inducted, and then he tried to brush it off. You know, as we would pick on him. Yeah, you know, you guys knock it off. How did he do? He did very good. Uh, he admittedly, like a lot of people, had a lot of butterflies. But uh, I think his speech was one of the best ones when he got up there and said that he only had three minutes and <laughs> he had practiced it and it was 10 minutes long. Oh, so no. He's like, he's like, everybody open up your booklet to page 24. <laughs> and there's my story that saves me 27 minutes of my time. <laughs> I have a I have a question for you. A little bit biased, just because um, you know I, I raced against this gentleman for many many years, and you know I, I've been calling races for him since since um, you know since I retired, and that's Ron Allen. Um, he probably had a little bit of emotional story with uh, you know his brother passing away earlier this year, and and that one was well deserved and long overdue, I think. Oh, definitely, everybody. Everybody there is so well-deserving of their awards, but to hear the emotion um, from Ed when he started talking about Linda, um, Greg Yost, and uh, Larry Loins, and then Ron got up there, and to hear the emotion when he started talking about how this season was dedicated to his brother, and he was really sad that he couldn't be there to be part of it, I, I mean, it was it was a tearjerker. You know, you, you get emotional, you get invested with all your family and friends, and when one of your loved ones can't be there, man, it, it it just tears at the heartstrings. But it was it was really good to see everyone get their awards. It was also good to see local flag man Rusty Daggett. Um, he's been a friend of mine for years with the Michigan Short Track Racing Club. He even beat me out in the Dirt the Game auction that we had <laughs> a couple of years back. So it was really cool to see him, and he was emotional too, uh, especially talking about Jay Woolworth and uh, Sue Woolworth. So. Uh, very, very deserved honors for everybody that was inducted. Uh, you know, Dave DeHam does a great job. The Comfort Inn and Suites Conference Center in um, Mount Pleasant is a great venue. Um, I, I really got to wonder, though, I, I'm going to have to talk to Dave. Why is there not a permanent Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame exhibit? Oh, man, that's a that is a great idea uh you better be careful chuck you're gonna get put in charge of these projects if you keep asking them publicly <laughs> well i kind of got a lot on my plate but you know i know they had their exhibit at the re olds museum down in lansing and it was really cool to go down there and see some of the plaques and some of the memorabilia and stuff but i mean i know they've tried and i'm really hoping that you know 
if somebody's listening, yeah, you know, we'll put the feelers out there. If somebody's listening, you know, get in touch with Dave DeHam. If you have a building or something like that that you could think could be used for showcasing the Michigan Motorsports Hall of Fame, you know, get in touch with him. Did they have stuff on display there? Uh, I mean, when you go, did were there things that you could look through and study and that sort of stuff to look at the years of history? They had a few things. They had a few trophies. They had a few placards, uh, some pictures and stuff like that. But, I mean, it would be very cool as a fan to see and be able to get close to, you know, all that memorabilia. I know uh, Dana Wiltsey had his uh, championship uh, snowmobile on display with all the trophies. So, I mean, if spectators, fans, drivers, and crew chiefs would like to see something like that, I mean, I know Dave has been trying – um, if anybody's out there, get with Dave. Now, what I like is I like the balance sometimes where you have, you know, the old guard that, that really st- was part of racing, um, back in the day and, and the newer guard were, what I think is cool is yes, there's no requirement. You, there's people that were inducted into the hall of fame that are still involved in racing and not done yet. Uh, like we said, Ron Allen still racing, still plans to come back again in 2022. Uh, Big Ed Inlos on the mic uh, with you up, up at Birch Run. And then uh, Gary Howe, we know he's busy. He tried to retire <laughs> once, though. Don't forget, Gary tried oh, yeah. to retire. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, Brett Mann uh, being a Hoosier, but he did so much racing with the old Sprints on Dirt yes. and Auto Value Super Sprint Series. You know, he said that he's not done yet. He's got about like five more years left in him, but he's getting his son into racing. So he eventually hopes to pass the torch, but he's still active too. Yeah, you know, Brett and Jet uh, are very active with the Great Lakes Super Sprints. We saw them. And Brett, man, he almost clicked off a win this last year with the series. So uh, he's still got a lot of fight left in that uh, in that guy as well. Chuck, while I have you, I want to change subjects a little bit. Great banquet. Great job by everybody there. I, again, I really wish I could have went and uh, taken this in. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there, Dave. I will be there at some time. I have to go and see this thing in person. Uh, but last year, for those who don't know, you picked up a new position, of course, we tried to keep you here and then you said to heck with you guys i want to hold a microphone birch run <laughs> speedway and event center uh you got a, a great opportunity to be there and help jeff and and be with big ed uh, a guy that you consider a brother and so now you're kind of our in with what's going on at birch run speedway and event center and a fantastic 2022 schedule released earlier this week oh definitely we we capped off our season on uh, Friday night, it was busy banquet uh, weekend for us. Uh, Friday night, it was Birch Run Speedway's banquet at the Signature Chop House in Flushing, Michigan. We crowned our uh, 2021 champions. We awarded trophies and plaques to the top five, and then sixth through tenth all got plaques. Uh, we also had special awards throughout the night. We also honored our Eve of Destruction drivers. Um, I encourage anybody that's an oval track guy to check out the evil destruction shows them guys are absolutely nuts but um we did have some big news come out of there with our schedule being released uh uh i did have to take some notes i've got the schedule but some of the shows are pretty big uh we kicked things off with a jig cra all-stars triple crown series three events all on saturday starts on april 30th uh then we have them back on july 2nd and then on september 10th and those are going to be kind of a, a doubleheader weekend. On Friday night, they're going to have a open practice for the CRA plus all the regular classes. And not only that, they're going to have an autograph session and a concert 
that night too. Wow. What a big weekend. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Uh, we are going to have the modified street stocks, pro stock or pure stocks, trucks, front wheel drives, and figure eights. In addition to those on those three nights as well. Jeez. Oh, Pete, that's a full schedule in, in uh, just a couple of days. And that's that's actually kicking off our season on the 30th with that first race. So and this is really going to be a lot of fun, too, because the as we saw, the Jags Tour race was really competitive last year. Uh, man, I wish that we could have taken back that opening lap mishap going into turn number one, because that race was going to be something. And now you kick off the season. People are cooped up. I think this is going to end up being the cabin fever event that we saw Jeff do so well with at Springport when he promoted over there. Now it looks like it's going to make its way to Birch Run. And, and that's all always going to be that's always going to be a top tier event oh exactly and i believe you are right because i remember jeff said something about that that he was going to try to figure out some way to bring that cabin fever event to birch run so that's that's a great way to kick it off also on july 2nd a huge fireworks show to go along with that show as well Chuck, I got to ask you you know we're saying jeff we mean jeff parish and i you know he came on board this year uh part of the way through the season and, and kind of got some things dropped in his lap. How cool is that to have somebody with his experience um, put his stamp on this racing facility, entertainment facility, I guess I should say, because that it's not just a racing facility. That's got to be so cool to have Jeff with his experience really putting his stamp on this place and, and trying to bring it, you know, bring it up. It is definitely, uh, you know, I've been a fan of racing for a long time and, Jeff is one of those guys that has the magic touch. He's got the personality. He's got the right marketing ideas. And he's combined with the efforts of our owner, Andy Susky, and the efforts of Jason Lord, our general manager. It Everything that when they took over, it's like everything clicked. And it was a great finish to 2021. And now with the schedule being released, everything's just on an up you know, upward trajectory going into 2022. And I guess for Jeff, it's probably easier on Jeff where he doesn't have to handle the checkbook, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. (laughs) All he has to do is stand there and say, Hey, thank you for coming. But no, seriously, you know, Jeff, Jason, Andy, uh, all three of them, we've got a great team there at Birch run. And I've, I've said it a million times already and I'll keep saying it. I'm just happy to be just a small little part of it. And, and so to put a wrap on the Jegs portion, uh, as we mentioned, they're going to open up the season there Friday and Saturday, April 29th and 30th. Then they're going to come back for that uh, Independence Day weekend, uh, Friday and Saturday uh, with a rain date of Sunday, which I think is great to have those built-in rain dates, the first, second, and the third. And then a uh, really late season CRA race, which I think is fantastic up here, into September the 9th, 10th, and 11th, uh, race day and a rain day built in there for CRA. So you got three Jags CRA All-Stars Tour events to highlight uh, the template-bodied portion of things. How about that open wheel and uh, outlaw schedule as well? they got some big dates there too. Oh, definitely. Uh, glad to have back the Reveal the Hammer Outlaw Super Late Model Series. Uh, they're going to be with us on May 6th. Uh, that's going to be the Dixie Shootout. Now, last year, that was the CRA portion. CRA was, you know, the shootout. So it's kind of interesting that we changed that up a little bit, went with the Outlaw Super Late Models uh, being the Dixie Shootout. And then on August 12th, it's the Dixie Classic. Last year, it was sponsored by Fast Lane Auto Exchange and op1vet.com. I remember that. See, <laughs> good job. Remember these things. Um, but anyway, it's really good to have the outlaw super late models back. Uh, 
they've been a staple at Birch Run slash Dixie Speedway for years. And the show they put on last season was great. And we expect really big things out of the Outlaw Super Late Models. And then, uh, of course, we've got the Super Sprints, the uh, um, the must-see Extreme Super Sprints coming back into town. Uh, Jim Hanks's group, it's going to be super awesome. They're going to be there. Um, looking at my notes right here, they are going to be there June 10th as well as on July 22nd. And that kind of ties in a little bit to our announcement that we're having the Friday Night Thunder Modified Series. Yeah. That are gonna, that's going to be four races, and it's going to be $2,500 to win and $300 to start. Fantastic. Chuck, Chuck we had, after after Jeff took over, we had him on the program, and you got to settle this for me. What are we calling this place? Because I don't want to say Bertrand slash Dixie. That's too... I mean, last thing I knew was Birch Run Speedway and Event Center. Is that what it is officially called? That is what this announcer is calling it. <laughs> I'm going with Birch Run Speedway and Event Center, and then we have we have our Dixie Bar, and we have our Dixie Store and our Dixie Concessions to kind of you know keep that tribute. I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, just call the racing surface the Dixie," and it's like I get it. You know, because to me, it's always going to be Dixie. But if you're going to brand it as Bertrand Speedway and Event Center, then we need to call it Bertrand Speedway and Event Center. Well, I can tell you one thing. Next year, when I go to Bertrand Speedway and Event Center, you'll find me at the Dixie, the bar in the concession stand. Okay? <laughs> I'll be at the Dixie. Chuck Darling is uh, not only a co-announcer at Bertrand Speedway and Event Center, but he is a contributor and a correspondent here with Horsepower Happenings. And, Chuck, we appreciate you. Uh and all the work that you've done and um man we we look forward to a big season at birch run and and uh it sounds like it's going to be a big season we're going to be have to be there a lot oh yeah definitely um you know the friday night thunder modified series uh we also have the midwest classic racers dwarf car series coming in we have the vintage racing organization of america sponsored by engine pro is coming in on those nights and then we also have a wheelman 50 invitational that's going to be 50 laps for all of our classes that's going to have increased laps increased pay and then of course the ever popular eve of destruction that's going to be there may 20th june 24th july 29th august 26th and september 30th but there was a few more announcements that were made at the banquet that i can kind of roll oh, into I yes think some of the listeners will like um there's going to be new concessions in the pit area that's one of the things oh all right yep uh, they are waiting on the architect drawing for a VIP skybox in the pits. Just for me, Chuck? Just for you. <laughs> VIP? Just for happenings. All right. <laughs> you can do all the recording from back there on the backstretch. Um, and then there is talk of trying to figure out a way to get general admission ticket holders access to the pit area. So... There wasn't a lot talked about about that, but I'm thinking they may try to do something like what they do at NHRA, where the fans can kind of peruse through while the guys are working on the cars and stuff. It's it's a work in progress. Um, there was also a rumor of something to do with the track surface. And Jeff said that if we are good, that may be our Christmas present that we get announced <laughs> Christmas. And then the last thing, is that we are the last two things is that we are we are having a points fund. It's gonna be wow. the first time in a while. Every race, it's gonna be a points paying race, but 
you'd get a points check at the end of the season. Which Not it, only that, there's going to be a separate point fund for the Friday Night Thunder Modified Series, and all events will be streamed this year. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, Speed 51, Racing America, Flow, they've all reached out to Bertrand Speedway, and all of our events are going to be streamed live pay-per-view for access around the world. That is what more could you what more could you want than hear the soothing sounds of Big Ed and Lowe's and Chuck Darling on a Friday night? <laughs> I think it's fantastic. It's funny that you said that because that's exactly what Jeff said me. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, it's an exciting 2022 season coming up at Birch Run Speedway and Event Center. Folks can find out more at birchrunracing.com, and we also have the schedule posted on the Horsepower Happenings Facebook page. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining us tonight to uh, break down the schedule, and now we're ready to go racing. Yep, can't wait. Uh, excited for the off-season for Horsepower Happenings and very excited for 2022 to get started for the Birch Run Speedway and Event Center. Okay, let's get into some other stories from over the weekend. Rich France, the World of Outlaws, NGK, NTK World Finals took place at the Dirt Track at Charlotte featuring the NOS Energy Drink, World of Outlaws Sprint Cars, and Morton Buildings, World of Outlaws Late Models. The weekend started with 50 laps for the Late Models. Jonathan Davenport, Superman, beat up on the competition and beat out Brandon Shepard and Tyler Erb for the first win of the weekend. Then sprint cars were on tap. It would be David Gravel, who came from the pole to grab the win over Kerry Manson and Brian Brown. Then on Saturday, a whole new podium stood atop the pylon at the end of 25 laps for the NOS Energy Drink sprint cars. Brent Marks grabbed the win over Brock Zierfoss and Donnie Schatz. And in the final late model race of the weekend, Superman went back-to-back, holding off Garrett Smith in an exciting race and again, stopping Brandon Shepard from tying Josh Richards for the most World of Outlaw wins. However, Shepard did tie Richards for most World of Outlaw titles at four. He picked up his third straight on the weekend as well. Well, Zach, the Yes Chevrolet, Yes Ford Mountaineer 100 for the McCann Builders Modifieds took center stage Saturday at Ona Speedway in Ona, West Virginia. 24 Modifieds from five different states started the event. On the second attempted start of the race, Michigan's Greg Fullerton took the lead at the start with Ohio's Rick Sibola running in the second position. The race's first caution flew on lap 25 when fast qualifier Brian Nestor slowed while running in the fifth spot. Nestor, a two-time Mountaineer 100 winner, would be done for the event. Uh, after another caution flag and a lengthy red for a vicious crash on the front stretch, the race resumed. And Fort Wayne, Indiana's Matt Dimmitt got a great restart on the outside and cleared Fortin coming off of turn two to come across the line and lead lap 30. By the time the caution flew at lap 50, uh, 50 which was the halfway break, Doug Meyer was closing in on Dimmitt. Dimmitt uh, dominated the second half of the race until a series of caution flags with just 10 laps to go. Dimmitt and Meyer battled side-by-side -side for the lead on the final restart, with Dimmitt finally clearing Meyer on lap 93. Dimmitt would inch away again and lead the final laps to take his first Yes Chevrolet, Yes Ford Mountaineer 100 win. Meyer finished second with Fullerton third. Brad Yelton came from 18th starting position to finish fourth. And Bob Sibla would complete the top five. I wanted to make sure we got that story in, Rich, because uh, there were a lot of Michigan region guys who made the trip to, uh, to Ona. And don't forget the Midwest Modified Tour Series 
unofficially open their season out there in the spring. If you'll remember, that's where they went to kick things off. Uh, and so it was nice to see a lot of those guys go back. And I consider Fort Wayne close enough to uh, call that a Michigan region win. Yeah, I, I have to tell everybody when I first re- reviewed the script, I looked at it and I said, West Virginia, is that? He goes, keep reading, <laughs> keep reading. And then I got it. And then I got it. All the guys we follow around here uh, running up uh, in the top five, that's awesome. And tough break for uh, Brian Nestor, but I'm, I'm sure he'll be able to bounce back and get that car back in victory lane pretty soon. Okay, Rich, it's time for another record-breaking show on Horsepower Happenings. Uh, we say that jokingly, but, uh, man, when we have this guy on, it's because he's done something big in our state, and uh, that's no different tonight. Yeah, Zach, you know, uh, we first ran into this gentleman uh, with, the, with the Ethanol Tours uh, when, when we made our appearance at Demerit Speedway. Since then, he's added uh, Tri-City Motor Speedway to his portfolio, and he made some news last week. Adding Thunderbird Raceway, we'll get all the juice on it. Mike Blackmare, welcome to Horsepower Happening. How you doing, guys? Fantastic. I guess the question is, how are you? Um, more news, now you have three tracks in your portfolio. Um, how you feeling a week later? Oh, pretty good. You know, um, a lot of people know I've been working on, we've been working on this since probably in the earth, some early summer on. And so this is something that, uh, that I put a lot of thought into and, and, and a lot of work into to make happen. And, uh, and, um, I'm real excited. I, I think the, my plans for Thunderbird are to, and, and is going to be, be awesome it's a good market you know you're in, you're in a grab grand rapids area it's just what i think what i can do with thunderbird uh is going to be awesome and add that to uh, tri-city and merit on top of it uh, i think the future is going to be great now obviously you have a a very successful business portfolio with everything you do in cadillac um and then with merit and tri-city um why did you need this at this time <laughs> Well, that's that's a good question. You know, the opportunity came. Um, you know, Tom Sprague's, um approached me, and 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 um, he's had some per, uh, personal uh, uh, in, uh, uh, personal pro- issues that 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 he want, you know that he had to deal with, and 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 you know with COVID and just a lot of stuff. He has other businesses, and and he likes to race. Um, um, I think he just would like to, he just wanted to, you know, see if I would, uh, be, you know, be interested and he, he, he put a, a deal out there that, um, I really couldn't uh, resist and, uh, um, um, and the opportunity, you know, you know, I, 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 I live for racing. I, 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 it's an addiction. It's bad. Racing is an addiction, a bad addiction. We're all, we're all sick people. I think, uh, <laughs> we do racing you know it's uh it but i love it i love what i do um you know there's times that uh, i make mistakes and 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 there's times that uh, i wish i didn't you know you know wasn't doing this but that that's only when i'm in the middle of a argument but if you take those away um i think everything else i i, I work very hard for the racing community, I work very hard for the racers. I work very hard for the fans. I try to make the best show possible for everybody. So this is a, I just, I just, it's just the marketplace of Thunderbird and what Tom has done with it for the last six years is awesome. And I think I could take it to the next level. 
I so, think, of what Tom has done. And I think it's important, too, to remind fans that this track just came out of uh, a closed status, if you will, that was still at 2015 uh, that we saw this track get resurrected under Tom. So now this is kind of making sure that, that it doesn't fall into that status again, I think. That's a, that's important for you to uh, make sure that another racetrack doesn't go to the wayside. It would be really easy for you to allow that to happen. Oh, oh, it would be. I mean, it could have been you know, awful, Tom. You know, it could have sold it to somebody else that was going to do something different with the land. You, you never know. There's not too many people buying racetracks right now. Um, I, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, you're going against merit. Well, I'm going against merit and Thunderbird every Saturday night anyway. <laughs> I mean, what, what's the difference who the, the owner is? I mean, it's they're, they're so far apart that, that I think it's not going to make a difference. There, You know, I don't sit at merit and say, boy, I wish I could get some of those Muskegon people over over toward, you know, or, over to uh, merit and, and, and as well as Tri-City, you know. And and I don't sit at and I don't think I'm going to sit at Thunderbird hoping I'm going to get all the people from from the the West way over over to uh, to me or the East over to me either as well. So so I mean both tracks are established where you know um, there's room for both. Um, uh, well, you got us and you got Crystal on Saturday night. So so you know I just I really I just really like the opportunity that I have with Thunderbird right now. I'm going to dive into our social media page. Uh, we opened it up today to to allow some folks to ask some questions uh, because this is this is you know when you bought Tri City that was unheard of for somebody to earn, own two racetracks, but they raced on separate nights, so people kind of were okay with it. Now you own three. There's competition. Uh, Brent, who is a, a real big fan of horsepower happenings, he says now that you own two tracks that technically compete against each other on the same night of the week. What are you going to do to try not to pick a favorite as far as the expenses go and upkeep and things like that? Well, well, you know, Thunderbird's money belongs to Thunderbird, and Merit money belongs to Thunderbird. So, so I mean, uh, uh, I, I want to clarify. You know, not, I think you meant Merit money belongs to Merit. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm reading. I'm reading your, the comments here as I'm talking to you. Yeah, Merit belongs to Merit, and you know, Thunderbird belongs to Thunderbird. Now, will I be, you know, uh, having a special show at Merit sometimes and not at Thunderbird? Yes. And I'll be, there'll be times I'll have a special show at Thunderbird and not at Merit. Um, the, the, you know, uh, you know, there's, there's room for both. And, and, you know, one thing I respected about Tom, and I respect this about uh, Ron at Crystal as well, uh, Thunderbird and Crystal, they pretty much put the schedule off the same every year. They kind of do the same things every year. They don't have the big five thousand to win or the ten thousand to win, or you know, um, uh, Tom always ends the year with a two day show and so does uh, Crystal. Uh, we uh, Crystal races on holidays the same weekends that I race at Merritt. There's room for both, so um, um, so I, I think it's going to work. I mean, you, you, I'm only going to be as good, and I tell people that as any of my places. I'm only as good as my people, you know, um, I let my people do their job. Um, you know, the race director, if, you know, if he makes a call, I got to stand by it. I'm not making the call. I'm not there. I'm not, you know, uh, uh, anything, you know, so I, I have to put the right people in the right place at all three places. 
And that's what I will be doing. I will have a person at all three places because my job is I'm going to be running my challenge series and I will be going around the challenge series. And then, then, um, then when the challenge series is not running, then yeah, I'll choose which track to go to either uh, Thunderbird or Merritt. But Merritt, Merritt, Merritt more likely will be my home track when we're not racing the challenge series. Now, Mike, one of our fans, Rick, uh, has more of a secret of your success question. He says, how are you able to make, have big payouts, keep fans coming back uh, when other tracks in the state struggle with that? And is that your plan to do with Thunderbird? Well, of course, um, it's work hard. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm already, you know, working, you know, hard. You got to get sponsors. You, you know, you got to get, you know, I can't do this all on my own. I got to have sponsors come come through and, 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 and work the sponsorships out. Um, um, I think now I got more to bring, uh, you know, some of your bigger sponsors. I got three tracks now. And you know, also I got the Northern Michigan, I got the Central Michigan, and now I got the West Side State. So it, that's a lot to offer a sponsor, you know. So um, I, I, I could see my sponsorship increase, uh, definitely at Thunderbird going way up. And that's what's going to help bring better shows uh, and bigger shows at Thunderbird and better payout at Thunderbird than, than what they're used to. Now, I've read this uh, question on, on on social media, so I figured I would ask it. Obviously, you uh, you have a relationship with UMP. Are you gonna Are you gonna be making any rule changes at Thunderbird that um, that they're going to need to know? And and if so, when will those be out? Okay, we are gonna. We're trying to pick a date to meet with all the drivers. Uh, we're gonna meet with all the employees. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think we're gonna try and meet next Thursday with with all the employees. That was at Thunderbird. The drivers. Uh, it's hard to pick a date because I'm leaving for. I got Snowball Derby coming up. As you all know, I have an uh, uh, a driver. We are kicking down the race, the uh, Snowflake, and then after that, got the PRI show. So I'm having a hard day to. Uh, pick out a day for uh, the drivers. As of right now, the divisions are going to stay the same, but I can pretty much tell you I'm 99.9% sure I will be UMP late models. Okay, very good. And then the other question that has been coming up, Mike, is about that pro-late model division. Obviously, uh, you know, the the uh, i got to say the right terminology here. I want to say sportsman, and that's not right. Uh, what am I trying to come pro. up with? The pro stocks. Yeah. Yes, thank you, pro stocks. Yeah, pro, pro. Yep. Those are big at your other two tracks. They're very similar to the pro late models in the sense that they've got a lot of the similar technology, front clips different, all that sort of stuff. Are you going to try to do something where you keep the pro late models, or you think you're going to bring pro stocks over? Uh, what what are, what are you kind of what's your mindset leading toward right now? That's probably the number one question that's going out there in racing right now. Uh, as far as uh, every people uh, are are asking for me. Um, I put it out there on my on my page a couple of weeks ago that I might look at it at Tri City and Merritt. Um, I do listen to the drivers. The drivers have um, responded. I could tell you right now, um, I will keep the pro stocks the same at uh, uh, Tri City and Merritt. Um, I will keep the pro late at um, at, um, at at Thunderbird. We will have a few pro late shows that we will add to our schedule uh, in, 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 at Tri-City and Merritt to add them. If we get some cars, we do. And both tracks down at the West, both Winston and, and Thunderbird, 
they start, you know, they only, they carry about five cars, five, six cars. But I really do believe down the road, we got to look at this because of chassis. How hard is it going to be to get these pro-stock chassis when you have a lot of older late models sitting in a lot of garages? I think the future could be the pro-late. But right now, my pro-stock drivers from Thunderbird, um, from Merritt and Tri-City have spoken. Uh, they pretty much need me to leave it alone. And, and so I, I, I can, you, you're the first to hear it. And so if anybody listening tonight, uh, we will be sticking with the pro stock. There might be some rule changes that our rules committee meeting did not meet Saturday. It's this Saturday. I had the wrong Saturday. We meet this Saturday that, that meet with all the inspectors. So there might be some rules changes, but I can honestly say we will have pro stock. At Merritt and Very good. And and the other thing, too, I wanted to mention when we're talking about the pro late models at Winston and Thunderbird, uh, I think it's important to, to say that you supported the the uh, expansion or the experiment, if you will, with the Wilkinsons and with Tom to kind of see how this division went. And you were really watching it closely, too, to see if it went successful. Maybe you would bring it up to Merritt. I remember us having that conversation. Yeah, I think it's important. Like I say, I think down the road, we're going to have no choice. I mean, uh, you got a lot of people, you know, like, let's look at the late model class. So just tell you, talk about that. You know, I, you know, a lot of people like to talk about the late models and, and, you know, but there's more to racing than the late model. Those lower divisions put on some darn good shows. Probably some of the better shows that you'll, you'll see is in the lower divisions. So, so we got to, we got to watch that, but the cost of late models, I'm telling you, if you're going to, you, you know, mostly, I, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, you know, I, I like the big shows, you know, the late models. So the cost of those, um, are, are, you know, you know, the, you know, some of these guys are spending a hundred, a hundred, you know, hundred, over a hundred thousand for a car. And, and that's going to get out of control. And with, so with that, you're going to have a lot of late models sitting and, and, uh, and, uh, so with that being said, you might make them into a, a pro late, late model. Um, good example, if you guys seen, I don't mind mentioning this. Um, I-96 today posted their uh, payout to late model. I mean, I like to say I had a little bit to do with that. I mean, look at the payout. I mean, that track is, you know, you know, it's competition. Uh, you know, it's probably one of the better payouts. Uh, I, I still pay a little bit higher, but, but, um, it, it's, it's going to keep going up. So, um, with that, we also got to remember the other classes too. We got to bring their payouts as well, and I feel I have done that at my at, at my two racetracks. Mike, uh, I have a real fan question. Um, you know, not driver related, but uh, you know, the fans are asking um, out at Thunderbird, what are you gonna? What is your plan to do with coolers and bringing food into the track? Obviously, you know, you can You're kind of going through that over at Tri City where. Uh, you had to bring in the food, the food trailers and stuff. What are you going to do about that for the fans at Thunderbird? Same thing. Um, it's, it's the same thing. Um, I I was uh, like I said, I spent my, a day over there uh, last week, and matter of fact, I'm going back there today. As we speak right now, there is a cement pad being poured behind the what I would call their souvenir trailer uh, 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 um, uh, building. And that is because I will be making that building into a concession stand. I will be selling my own food. I will have my own concession stands. We will have a concession stand in the pits as well. And we're going to have one uh, that, that, that the concourse there needs some work. There's a lot of hills in it and stuff like that. 
Um, I, I plan on leveling that the best I can. Uh, the, the thing that hurts me is, you know, I got a late start. So in the spring, you can only do so much because of the road limits. So I won't be able to get a lot done before, uh, before it will start. But I want to level the concourse. Uh, so, it's, you know, it's pretty level on the, you know, and then, um, like I say, building my own concession stands. And then um, back onto the racetrack, our fan Shane says, are you planning on running four-cylinder rear-wheel drive cars, and are you going to continue racing on Saturday nights? We are definitely on Saturday nights. Uh, that's never even been a thought. There's, there's no way I would change that. And I want to say to the one guy, uh, one guy, uh, Vince, uh, I'm not wealthy. I wish I was. Yeah, um, so um, I just – I'm not married. Um, when I die, no money's going with me. I spend it on all races. So, <laughs> I like so it. Oh, I'm going to answer. I love that. Uh, I, I wish I was wealthy, but I am not. I just, I like taking risks. I'm a risk taker. Some of them work, some don't. Um, I seem to think I have the dirt track uh, going the way I, I like it. It took me a couple of years, but it, it's definitely working for me. Um, I'm not, like I say, I'm not changing anything. So as far as this four cylinder thing question, I, I really can't answer that because I don't know. I would be answering something I don't know the answer to. Mike, you, you mentioned risk and I have to tell you a little bit off the subject. Uh, you know, you took a risk with a young man that had never driven a race car, uh, a big time race car on pavement in Andrew Scheid. And how happy are you with, with the progress he's making? jumping jumping in that uh, pavement late model uh we watched him you know the last couple big shows of the season and, and he's just doing an excellent job yeah um like i say we're we weren't even going to think about picking to the snowflake the only reason we're taking them there we're, we don't make the race that's fine the only reason we're taking them there is to get laps laps you can get a lot of practice laps matter of fact we're gonna go down there and test um this kid is is got a lot of talent um, the problem is, is I don't have the money to put him into the next step. Uh, uh, but, uh, for right now we're comfortable, uh, with what we're doing. We are going to get another car for him for, for next year. Another new Van Dorn workman, Johnny Van Dorn. You can't ask for anything better than what we got there. And it's a great combination. Uh, Johnny believes in him and that's what keeps me going. Um, but the kid seems to uh, adapt to any track we take him to. He adapts pretty quick. So that's what we like. Uh, uh, he's doing a fine job, so I'm real excited, to be honest with you. Rich and I didn't even plan this, uh, and I think it's fantastic that he rolled into this because I was going to ask you, it was announced today that uh, Blackmere, Blackmere Motorsports won the JEG CRA All-Stars Tour Pitboxes.com Pit Crew of the Year Award. Uh, and I think it's fitting because you guys had to overcome so much. Uh, Jason and Andrew and that whole team, had a really tough start to the year, then managed to get themselves into playoff contention, raced for a championship at Winchester, uh, maybe even had a chance to race for a win at Winchester, had things played out differently, and just piggybacking Rich, I mean, the the sense of pride that I see you take in this team and I see beam from you at the racetrack is amazing, and, and I think it's fantastic, and I'm excited to see what Andrew does uh, under your wings. Well, he's grown up a lot. You know, I mean, he was 11 years old when I met him, and I put him in, put him in the car. You know, a lightning sprint at the uh, at Merritt, and I think he won uh, at the end of the year. He won four of the last five races, and in you know, at 11 years old, and and I've watched him grow into the man that he's becoming. He he's already got his life planned out, and, and, and it's pretty good. 
he's already a businessman himself. He does, you know, he's just, I don't know. I, I, I think I got lucky there. I've had a lot of people drive for me, as you guys know, back in the years. But this one has been, been, this one is fun. I get to watch a guy grow and we'll just see how far we can take him. Uh, you know, NASCAR's got all these cars, uh, that are going to be for sale here pretty quick. I mean, a couple of them will be, you know, be available to, to maybe we can get them for the ARCA series and maybe get a short track ARCA car for them because they are racing Berlin. So maybe maybe there is something that down the road we can, you know, get them. And then maybe we have picked up a couple people that uh, sponsor-wise that's helping us with this. So it's not just my money. So I, we are definitely putting them in the right direction. Here's the tough question for uh – Blackmer Motorsports uh, and you as uh, a guy that owns a lot of businesses and of course your involvement with the racetrack too I don't know how I want to ask this because it's going to be tough with the race car owning and then with the racetrack owning where do you have your fun where where do you get to let loose and have fun Uh, I I would have to assume it's watching that 77 car go around the track well, actually, that's more stressful. Really. Okay. I mean, All I right. I want, I want the, I want the best for the kid, you know, and 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 he's a rookie, and he and sometimes when you're a rookie, he gets picked on too much on the track. I'll tell you where my most fun is. I'll tell you, you know, and if if it, and, and if you guys watch it, you you know, when I go to Merritt and I go to Tri City, I watch every single race. I love watching dirt track racing. If someone had told me seven years ago that you are, you know, you're going to be on a dirt track and all that. I said, bull crap. I'm, I'm all <laughs> asphalt. I've been in it for years. But uh, Saturday, when I, 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 I love, I have a small, you know, Merit's my baby. I'm not going to deny it. People, you know, they say it right on Facebook. But Tri-City, the only reason I'm a little, just talk a little bit about that. There's so much I want to do with Tri-City, but I, I'm stuck. I had to tear that building down. I built a building. That's tore down now. Um, I have to do a new PUD because the old owner did one and he put all of his dreams on it. I can't build it to his dream. So it's going to cost me a lot of money to get Tri-City going. Did not expect that. So with that being said, you know, it's going to be done in the future. Uh, so Tri-City just, is just going to take longer. Uh, uh, Thunderbird, you know, I think I'm going to love watching if I could do what at Thunderbird, what I did at Merritt, I'm telling you what, Thunderbird's going to be on the map. Mike, I want to tell you something before I forget. Um, I had another interview earlier today. Uh, someone interviewed me from out of uh, Tennessee, and they said, Mike, why is Michigan late model racing being talked about in Tennessee? You know, it's because of our pay, our series, our challenge series, my tech, how I take, you know, send them an SD boxes back, and we check the tires, so... We, we got a lot going on here in Michigan. It's, it's good, and it's going to keep get, getting better. Yeah, and, and I want to echo that, too, by saying uh, that the folks know that we have a connection with Nashville Fairground Speedway, and people are asking me about that when I'm at the Speedway, Mike. They're asking me about, man, what's going on with your late models up there? Uh, you guys are following that Challenge Series. Uh, sounds like good racing's going on up there. They're paying attention. You're 100% right. I want to back your statement up by saying people are asking me about that, too, when I'm down there. Uh, and, and I think you're right. People are really interested with what you've got going on, and, and uh, you're grabbing a lot of people's attention, 100%. And that's what it's about. You know, I want to make sure when the drivers come and race uh, in, in the Challenge Series for all the divisions. Now, you got to remember, I have a Challenge Series for all the divisions now, not just late models. But 
But I want them to know when they come there, they're racing against fair competition and there's no cheating being done. And we really tech these cars. And, and I'm looking, that's going to be my job this year. I'm looking forward. I, I, I'm, I'm, take, I'm by, uh, taking uh, Andrew's old hauler, the great one that I have, and that's going to be uh, getting all decaled up uh, for the Challenge Series. And we're going to work out of there. I'm putting a crew together, just a Challenge Series crew. I'm going to, you know, uh, my goal, you know, I, I, I was around when the ASA days, uh, Rick, uh, Rick I, you was part of the ASA uh, part of the day. I, you know, it'd be nice to be even half as good as them, but I guarantee you, my series is going to be professionally ran, and it's going to be good. You're going to you're going to see good things come out of this series. You know, take Ethanol where they were going just in two years, where they were going. I think that you know that was going in the right direction. It just happened to you know, you know, change differences. I want to take off where Ethanol was at and keep it going. Mike, uh, in this in these days and times with social media, obviously we have a bunch of fans out there that uh, that think they can promote racing, and they also have a keyboard. Does does that make you angry? Does that motivate you, or how do you let it not get to you? So, uh, and and I mean, obviously those are fans that you want at your racetrack, and you want to change their mind. But h- how do you do that without letting it frustrate you? That's the hardest part in my life. And everybody wants to know, God, God, get a little emotional when you ask that question. That's the hardest part about me um, is um, I work very hard to put out the best show and, but you know, do what I can for the fans. And, and, and when you have a driver, you know, you have the best payout. And when you have a driver come up to you, yell at you. And I'm thinking, I worked so hard to get this driver, the payout that I'm giving him, doing what I can, and he's just yelling at me. And or a fan, you know, they get out there and they trash me so easily. If you make one little mistake, if you don't, the duck, you know, a good example, I'll make it short. Uh, 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 Woodtick, you know, um, anybody always wanted me, wanted to do the YMCA song. So, like a stupid promoter, probably not <laughs> a great many promoters, but it did this. Literally, the track was soaked, we couldn't get it dry. So we're we're an hour into it. So I go up the track and try to do a YMCA thing, and I got trashed on badly, trashed on because we weren't racing, and I was just trying to have fun, you know. Uh, so it's hard. You, you no one knows how hard it is. Some of these things you read, you know. I mean, I had a lot of trash when when. Uh, you know, people from Muskegon was trashing me big time when they heard that I bought it once it was announced. They don't even know me. They can only be, they're only going by what they hear. Meet me first. Let's see what I do before you judge me. Don't judge because of, of another racer. You know, I have a racer that races Muskegon and, 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 and he doesn't like me at all. It's him, I should say him, you know, the, the team, we had a bad experience. I can't change that. I've, I've said sorry three or four times, done my piece. I can't do it anymore. But you can't let that guy judge what Mike Blackman really is until you meet me and, and race for me. Race for, race for what I do. I guarantee you, 99% of the time, you'll, you'll like me. I don't make the calls. So if you're mad if something happens at the track, it ain't because of me. I mean, and, and so... I work hard. I, uh, like right now, I'm still at work tonight, putting my working on the schedule for all three tracks. So I, I mean, I work hard to put out a good show 
for the fans and put a good show, uh, put a show together for the racers. So I know that's a long answer, but it's hard, Rick. It, it really is. It really, you have no idea. Mike, we appreciate you. We appreciate what you've done. Uh, you've helped us uh, grow as a company. We've hopefully helped uh, gain you some exposure with your Challenge Series. And now all three of your racetracks, Merritt Speedway, Tri-City, and now Thunderbird Raceway with uh, racing all throughout summer starting in 2022. We're excited to see how this unfolds. Uh, I'm really excited to watch the Challenge Series expand and, of course, see what you've done, what you can do with Thunderbird because I already love that place. It's a great racetrack. Uh, we could continue talking about this all night, but we got to put a bow on it, Mike. Folks can follow along on Facebook with all three of your pages, and you'll be doing weekly updates now uh, starting on Tuesdays on all of your Facebook pages as well, and we're looking forward to that too. So, Mike, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time, and good luck this season. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great night. Well, that's a busy show for a Monday night, and uh, what a long interview with Mike. But really, uh, you know, he's got a lot to say, a lot to talk about, and he's got a lot going on, and uh, rightfully so. We give him some extra time tonight. I don't think, Zach, if he had too much to do, uh, if he didn't have so much to do, he wouldn't be a happy man. He's got, I think he's, get, you know, after talking to him, and, and we've spent a lot of time with him over the last couple, you know, couple years, uh, I don't think he'd be as happy if he wasn't so busy with, everything that he's got going on his plate. And, and I think, uh, and I think it's an asset to him that, that he's able to focus on everything and make everything, uh, you know, basically that he touches successful. So can't wait to maybe get down to the snowball derby, uh, which what it's looking like to see Andrew Scheid, uh, do something down there in the snowflake with the crate car. That'll, that sounds like it'll be fun. Last couple of times we've talked to Mike. He said, if we don't make the show, I don't care. You know, it's fine. Laps. Andrew's making the show. I'm calling it right now, uh, a month before the snowflake. Andrew's in. He qualifies for the show. Uh, I don't know how he'll do, but I, I think he'll make it. One of the hardest shows to make in the country. Boy, you're. he's good enough, uh, but they gotta they got to have that 77 machine right, I'll tell you that. Johnny Van Doren is uh, likely to be there, of course. He'll have a lot of cars down there, and every time that we see a pro late model event, Johnny Van Doren is there. He's in the 77 camp. Uh, so Johnny knows that that kid's got talent, and I think they'll find a way to put it in the show. Uh, Rich, when we look at the upcoming calendar, <clears throat> um, kind of light as we get into November. Not a whole lot going on. Kind of light? <laughs> <laughs> I have a calendar that has nothing on it, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot happening. Uh, of course, uh, as we mentioned, Snowball Derby, Snowflake coming up. Uh, the, you know, there is some racing going on down in the south, uh, but obviously that's out of our region. We'll kind of look at that as far as results and things like that. Uh, trying to get Chris Shannon on tonight. Chris is under the weather, so look for him to be on the program next week. Of course, he is the uh, Winchester 50 winner with the uh, late model sportsman, CRA late model sportsman. And, of course, he's got a great resume over at Kalamazoo Speedway, so he'll be one of our guests next week as well. So look forward to that. I did, Zach. I will tell you, uh, I do have one thing on my schedule for this month. I got a great phone call uh, from my mother, who I have seen very, very rarely <laughs> through the pandemic. Turkey, stuffing, pumpkin uh, pie, yeah. Thanksgiving Day, I'm going to be at Mommy's house. Yep. I do want to make sure that we also mention as we wrap up the show, I want to give a great big thanks to uh, all of our veterans who served. Uh, Rich France, you're a veteran. Appreciate your service. Thank you very much for everything you did for our country with Veterans Day coming up on Thursday. Uh, I want to say a big thank you to all of the veterans who are listening to our program, uh, like our buddy Rich France. Thank you very much, sir. All right, that's going to do it. That's going to do I, You gave me the look like, I don't know what to do with my hands. So 
<laughs> I, I figured you were going to get us out of here, so I just gave you the thumbs up. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's get out of here because it's been a long show. I want to say thanks to Scott Menlin, who pays the bills. Say thanks to my co-host, Rich France. I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you same time, same place next week right here on Horsepower Happenings. You've been listening to Horsepower Happenings. Catch up on past episodes by logging on to horsepowerhappenings.com. And be sure to tune in next week to keep up on what's happening.